Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unbox the Inbox with me, Gary Redmond. Today's episode is going to be on the subject, uh, the always polarizing subject of whether you should break up with your newsletter. Okay, now before we dive in, if you wouldn't mind just leaving me a five star review. And if you know anyone who would benefit from this podcast, please feel free to share this episode with them. So should you break up with your newsletter? Okay, now this is a very, um, a very common question that I get, or at least a common misconception that a lot of people have in the subscription box industry. And a lot of people get confused here, okay? You add your email leads to your newsletter, you send them some general news and updates, and then you wonder why your emails don't get any sales, okay? You might become apprehensive about damaging your reputation with your newsletter subscribers by even mentioning a sale. It seems like a taboo word, okay? And your loyal readers appear to only seek entertainment. In the meantime, you're investing hours every week preparing content for your newsletter, which yields no tangible results, okay? Now, one thing I wanna address up front here, I have a newsletter myself and I'm not bashing newsletters. The difference between, um, say, the coaching, consulting course industry and a subscription box brand or an e-commerce brand is generally you want to you want to ha- you generally have to deliver more value for a longer period of time if you're selling something like a course or coaching because generally it's more expensive. Okay, so this is a common mistake and one that I made, especially in the beginning, is to kind of use tactics and strategies from other industries and try and apply them to the subscription box industry. You don't know that you're making a mistake, but often you're doing strategies for different types of businesses, okay? And one of those is to constantly kind of produce content and deliver value to people and rarely ask for the sale, okay? That is something that I would do for someone like you, a listener, and for someone who wants to get some help with a subscription box, with the subscription box, their growth of their business, things like that. I'm going to deliver you a lot more value before I ever ask you for for a sale. Now, when you're selling a smaller, um, lower value product, not lower value, but lower in price, um, and also if you're a brand, you're generally not going to need the same level of kind of giving before you can ask. Okay, and it's most of the time I find actually founders spend so much time giving, especially with a newsletter. They're very, it's very common that they don't even ask for a sale and they don't get any sales on their email list. Okay. So let me address this question about newsletters up front, okay? If you genuinely enjoy crafting a newsletter, delivering value to your blog readers and find pleasure in researching and creating content for it, then by all means continue with it, okay? Your sales emails need need not have any connection with your newsletter if you don't want to, okay? However, if you despise sending out your newsletter like I used to do, uh, you find yourself scrambling for content on the day it's supposed to go out, invest hours of focus time creating it and receive absolutely no sales from it, then it might be time to bid farewell, okay? Like when I when we first started in Busterbox in 2016, I was writing newsletters and blog articles till my fingers hurt, okay? And at the end of the week and in the month, no sales had come in, okay? So if that's you, this podcast episode is going to give you permission and hopefully open your eyes about what you can do instead. Now, say it again. I understand the importance of providing value to your email list and it's something you should do if you have the time and resources to do it. But most founders I speak with maintain a newsletter that consumes consumes their time and doesn't yield any sales in return. And if you're a one-person band and you're trying to expand your business, your newsletter might, might not be the best use of your time. 
Instead, you'd be better off implementing strategies such as other things I will tell you to do, like optimizing your website, sending sales emails, creating a sign-up flow, whatever it is, and actually trying to focus on revenue generating and growth producing activities, and that will grow your business faster. Okay, so it's not the newsletter itself, it's the it's the spending of your time on an activity that doesn't deliver you sales. And if it does deliver you sales, well then shut me up, okay? But it's all too common that it doesn't, okay? Because remember, ultimately, we're not primarily content writers. We're subscription box founders, okay? And we're aiming to generate sales and grow our business. We are direct response marketers, which means if someone did not sign up for your subscription, your marketing failed, okay? You didn't make any money. You can't pay your bills and you can't make money off readers, okay? You can make money off buyers. So if you're also too hesitant to send a sales email to your list because they're too used to receiving your newsletter, then nothing will change, okay? So there's a little bit of mindset we're gonna have to get over today as well. And um, Because remember, people expect to receive offers and emails from e-commerce companies, okay? I can't remember the last time eBay or Amazon sent me a letter about their founder or a blog article, um, or when I signed up for, when I abandoned the cart on Tommy Hilfiger website like I was today, they didn't send me the story of the, of the founder, they just told me to go back over and buy, okay? So there's obviously a balance to be struck, but today I'm gonna to give you an alternative view on how you might be able to actually turn your email um, strategy into sales, okay? Now, having said that, you do get content from content websites in your email, okay? You might get news articles if you signed up to a newsletter, a news website. You might have signed up to an author's newsletter. Um, you might, any, any different variations of content websites will send you content, okay? But in contrast, you actually need your email list to make a purchase for your subscription box, okay? So having said all that, my take is that if your newsletter is not working for you, it's okay to make it monthly or bi-weekly or stop it altogether. okay? Now, does that mean we give up on email altogether? Absolutely not, okay? It wouldn't be a great podcast if I told you that, okay? And um, what you should do instead is you should send sales emails, okay? Now, how many sales emails you should send? I would be saying one to two per week. If you have over 10,000 uh, email subscribers, I'm saying two to three per week, okay? Now, immediately, there's gonna be some questions, okay? So, Gary, what the hell am I supposed to say in these emails? And number two, can how am I gonna keep sending sales emails multiple times a week or at least once or twice a week without pissing everybody off and unsubscribe my entire list unsubscribing, okay? So I've got answers for both of these. And by the end of the episode, we'll have a framework for you to send emails and also how to keep them fresh while still getting sales. Okay, so let's talk about a sales email. Okay, so the sections in a sales email that you're going to need um, are the first one, a big offer centric header image with high res imagery of your box. Okay, for examples of any of these emails, go to busterbox.com and sign up to our email list. You will see what we do. Okay, so next thing you want to have inside of the header image is a clear high value offer okay double your first box for free today uh, first box free free gift with your first box 50 percent off today whatever it is you want to have an offer because the offer is what drives the curiosity it's what drives the urgency and it drives the click to your website and it ultimately drives the conversion on your website okay so header image with nice imagery of your box and a high value offer Okay, that's just the first section. Sounds like it's a, lot, it's, it's a lot in it, but it's not really. The next thing you wanna have is three bullets on the benefits of your box, okay? So a lot of people get confused here between features and benefits. So free shipping is not a feature. 
Um, but what is what it? Sorry, excuse me. Free shipping is a feature. It's not a benefit. Okay. Um, four to six products delivered to your door every month is not a benefit. It's a feature. Okay. So how do we connect features to benefits? So free shipping. So you can rest assured that your convenient delivery will be on your door, saving you money and time going out to the shop yourself. Okay. Uh, four to six high quality products per month, giving you access to exclusive new products. Uh, that you wouldn't find in your local high street and saving you money in the process okay that is benefit so with the benefit is what does it actually do for the person's life so think about all the features of your products and think how you can connect them to the benefits they will give to your customers and that will take your copy particularly in your bullet points up a notch okay and people will actually see reasons why they should sign up okay sounds like i've covered a lot there but it's really just talking about kind of tweaking your your copy to talk about benefits rather than features okay next thing you want is a what you get section and some of these can be optional you don't have to have these in every email but this is just an ideal one so you might say what what you get in a typical box okay so just do a little bit of a deeper dive so it's clear what the customer will get and this you're just pretty much talking about the products that you're going to get in a typical box so we would say two unique two unique high quality toys three healthy delicious treats you, you source from the Ireland and the UK whatever it is and we're basically just making sure the customer is clear and they have enough information in order to make a click and make a purchase from your email okay Final thing you want to do is to restate the offer and the benefits. Ideally, add some urgency. So um, don't miss out on this unbelievable offer of double your first box free today. Get all the things you do- your dog will love delivered to your door while your dog wags happily um, beside you. Dog's tail wags happily beside you or something like that, okay? So tie it all up in a, in a neat little bow. What you can do is you can add a social proof section, at least one, even if you just have one review five star emojis can make a pop and also put an image there if you can put a picture of a customer and or a box beside a happy review it helps to elevate it in believability and finally you want a strong call to action claim offer sign up now and join now whatever you want okay call to action is a button one other thing you might want to have probably multiple call to action so one at the top beneath beneath the, the first image one in the middle and one at the bottom okay if you have all those things that is your sales email now you're probably got a to-do to do list as long as my arm now. But what I want to say is you can create this in Canva. You can go and look at competitors or I said, look at BusterBox's emails for inspiration and you can create the template and you can reuse it over and over again. Okay, so it sounds like you'll have to do a million things. The first time you do it, it will take the longest. And every time after that, it will be easier and quicker. So you can change the colors, you can change your offer, you can, you can change the imagery you use in it. So just create the template once in something like Canva and you can switch things around and keep it interesting, okay? So on that note, something that might have popped into your head as an objection, which I get quite often, is how am I supposed to send emails two to three times a week without running out of things to say and without pissing off my customers and becoming um, ridiculously stale, okay? So to close out this episode, I've got five top tips to keep your emails fresh and engaging while still getting sales. Number one, don't be boring, okay? Use plenty of colors and imagery instead of long lines of text and and 25 bullet points, okay? So one of the things about us is we're quite um, efficient and aggressive with our emails. We send quite a lot of emails, but we always have nice imagery, nice colors. Of course, we have pictures of cute dogs in them, which helps, but we always try and make the emails at least nice to look at so it doesn't feel like totally just boring and people are just sick of looking at our emails, okay? The second one is to have a new angle, okay? So remember... There's many different benefits that your box can have. For us, it could be um, don't give your dog the same old treats every week. 
and get healthy treats that don't have any nasties in them get high quality toys that stop your dog from chewing up the carpet don't feel guilty about leaving your dog at home all the different angles from the same product you can have many many different angles and then what you can do is you can leverage these different angles in your email so don't just bang on the same drum you can switch up the message or the angle of each email you send okay the next one number three is to rotate your offers so every two weeks or so, you can swap out your offer for something different. If you've been doing a free gift, you can switch to a discount or vice versa, buy one, get one free. And you can even do combinations of these offers as well. New offers give you an excuse to keep emailing and it keeps things interesting for your customers to open up or potential customers to open your emails. Number four, tip number four is to let other people tell your email list how great you are okay this is leveraging social proof okay so send emails or at least add into your emails all the positive reviews you got this month and you can put in pictures of your latest box and what people were saying on social media again using pictures for added kick and the fifth and final tip to keep your sales emails fresh is to use current events so if everybody's talking about something you can leverage that in your emails whether it's the latest celebrity scandal the latest big news story you can reference that in your emails and have some fun with it okay you know, you could do holidays, annual events, the weather, Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving, whatever's going on, summertime, back to school. You can keep these things um, relevant, keep your emails relevant by mentioning these things <clears throat> and keeping your emails actually interesting and and fun to open. OK, so I know we covered a lot today, but today you can take from this from this podcast episode. If your newsletter is taking up a lot of your time and not delivering you sales, it might be time for you to switch to sending more sales-based emails. I've then told you how to create these emails, uh, how to create a template that you can reuse over and over again, and how to keep these emails fresh and not piss off your entire email list. So I hope this episode was really helpful for you. If you wouldn't mind, please leave me a review and share this podcast and um, with anyone you think will benefit, and I will see you in the next episode.